2: Welcome to the Michelle and Pete double date segment. We have more than a double date. We have a triple date. It's a triple double. Triple, triple double. double. Ooh, yeah. I know. We're we're going all basketball, all crazy, all tonight, uh, guys. Introduce yourselves. You are the latest members of the Ball Blast crew. Like, thank you so much for joining us. right. I'll
3: start off. Corey, uh, got out here, um, you know. C- at c.ff at Twitter. Glad to be here. Glad to help out in any way
2: possible. Awesome. Corey posted an awesome article. Uh, go check out his most recent article. It's Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, and I think we have to get into that article a little bit later, because I feel like Michelle and I took different things from your article.
0: Okay. Mike,
2: no. tell us where to find you on Twitter.
0: Uh, yes, my name's Mike. You can find me at Fantasy Mike BBF for Ball Blast Football, obviously. Yeah. Uh yeah, uh and I'm I'm excited to be here. Be on lot.
2: to have you. And then Jake, you're you're actually like the newest newest. So That's like right. by like two weeks <laughs> by like two <laughs> weeks. Been a new Corey movie. Mike, your old vets. Like you've been seen them. You've got you're starting to get the little bald glass gray right hair right there. But right. Jake, you got the baby face. We're ready we to go. Kevin, Kevin, he is a, a cornerstone of the Kansas City football community. What's that it. Was it.
1: No, not so. yeah, I'm Jake. Uh, yeah. you can find me at uh, FF underscore trendy on Twitter. And I'm part a little of- more
2: tweeting. We have to we have to stimulate your Twitter vibe.
1: Yeah, we're trying. We're yeah. trying. Hi Kevin. Hi
4: Kevin. He's, Watch he's the it. best.
1: Kevin's the best.
4: Yeah, so where should we start? Okay, so if you've been listening to our episodes every Thursday, you know what we do by now. We're taking two players in the same position, going around the same ADP, and we're going to debate which one we would take if we were at the draft and they were both on the board. And this is just for the 2020 season. And we don't have to think of it just as redraft, because in Dynasty, we want to win now too. So we want to know who's going to be the best in 2020. So I'm going to start. Michelle and
2: Kate, double date. Uh, Oh, my God. You just said a word. All
3: right. Michelle and
2: Kate, double date. Got it. Fierce debate.
3: (laughs) Fierce debate. That works. Let's roll it.
4: That was way too hard of a try. It just came out of my... (laughs) All
3: right.
4: So We're going to start with one that, you know, I've been known for on Twitter for not loving, and he did not make it in my top 12. I know Mike Uh, is upset about that. And then (laughs) I got to get it in my top five. So we're going to discuss Joe Mixon, running back seven, ADP. First, Kenyon Drake, running back, nine ADP. Who do you want for just the 2020 season? We're going to start – oh, opposite way. Corey, Mike, and then we're going to go all the way around. Yeah, Jake, okay. Jake. Corey, Mike, Jake. Okay. I Jake. don't know if they are all in
2: the same order there. But um, can I just say that I didn't – like, I wouldn't have picked this to be the first question because obviously everybody's going to – tune out
4: immediately. I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything bad until it gets to me, of course.
2: <laughs> all right, Corey.
4: Corey, go for uh,
3: All right, redraft this one. You guys ready? I'm going to go with Joe Mixon. We froze. Uh-oh. Anyway, Joe Mixon, I think, in 2020. Um, I guess you're alluding to this, Michelle. Um, I think I, I like Joe Mixon going in with these last two seasons he's had over a thousand yards. Yes, he hasn't had the touchdowns, but I could only imagine what happens when they. Jonah Williams comes back, that offensive line's fixed. Maybe Burrow gets Mixon involved a lot more in the passing game, so I'm excited to see what he can do there. If not, he's still going to get a ton of to the carries. Zach Taylor, first year at the coach there, had over 600 throwing attempts. I can't imagine what Burrow's going to do, but you can still see that Mixon. You know, if I was able to come prepared here, uh, I would know how much carries he had. But I think he's had over 250 these last couple years. I think uh, he had
4: like two seventy eight.
3: Yeah. So I'm still excited to see that he's going to get his carries and potentially even get more touchdowns. Maybe get him in that double digits finally.
4: All right. I don't like you, but it's fine. I don't like <laughs> you guys. Mike, go ahead.
0: Um oh man, this is actually a really tough one for me. As as much as we you and I have debated Mixon so far, I am a big, big Mixon fan. Um, I do think that he has top seven or eight upside. Um, but oh, god, I gotta go with Kenyon Drake here. I I yeah. actually bought
3: up I,
0: okay. I actually bought up to, uh, to get Kenny Drake. I know this is talking about redraft, but in dynasty, I actually took Kenny Drake in the third round, um, mostly because I love what he's going to do in Arizona this year. Um, you know, and everyone's worried about, you know, what's going to happen next year. Well, this year he is the guy. Uh, there's, there's absolutely no question about that. You just look at the numbers toward the end of last season, uh, what he was able to do. It is interesting how, uh, you know, he had over 20 carries in week 15 and 16 he only had about eleven carries in week fourteen and twelve in week seventeen. So I think Mixon's going to get more carries, and he, he might have a little bit higher volume. But uh in that Arizona offense, just what Drake was able to do and the way he fits that air scheme, I got to go with Kenny and Drake. He's definitely
2: like he's just a sexy pick. Right? Mike's just trying to
4: get him a good set. That's all. Yeah. Butter <laughs> up, buttercup. Jake, who are you taking?
1: I am uh, not taking Kenyon Drake. What's oh. <laughs> the I, I mean, Joe Mixon, I I don't think Kenyon Drake should be top 10 running backs. I, I really don't like how – I mean, like we talked about Joe Mixon, a lot of yards, no touchdowns really, you know, compared to other running backs. You got Kenyon Drake who got seven touchdowns in like three weeks. And if you look at his numbers versus David Johnson, I mean, David Johnson's numbers are better and they got rid of him. I mean – I think that you take not on
4: the ground. David Johnson was garbage on oh, the
1: ground. Not for fantasy, he wasn't. I mean, when when you're talking, I mean, David Johnson only saw over fifteen carries a couple times last year, and but he was getting six catches, you know, and that's gonna help all these fantasy leagues. Kenyon Drake, I mean, he was getting similar targets to start, but then they started falling off on throwing him the ball. So I mean, I, I don't see I see Kenyon Drake not sustaining that's what he had last year. And uh, I'm gonna write about it in my second oh. article. About what we're talking about next year. So,
4: actually, so Jake, I'm go gonna go in there.
1: This
4: is
2: why I love Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say this is a perfect segue, and I think our our, Wi-Fi our, our out, internet just is garbage. So. Yeah, our, our Wi-Fi is failure. Take off the internet. So I was actually gonna say this is the perfect segue for you to talk about the trap model, like right. Tell us what the trap model is, and because that, like, that was what got you hooked into Bell Blast Because I said I want you to bring those analytics to our team. I want us to use those analytics because really um, I really like. I like what you presented me. We have a nice phone call about it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Tell the listeners a little bit about what you're going to be working on this year.
1: Sure. So it's essentially just uh, it's a model that takes the weekly performances of everybody, and then after a couple of weeks. It then can predict going forward how they're going to do. Um, but it ended up becoming more than that. It ended up becoming I found a lot more value in seeing the trends that everybody's following, and you start to see how consistent are they. So it outputs you know I, every week you just push enter essentially, and then it spits out these spreadsheets and ranks everybody in a few different ways, however you want. But the main ones I'm looking at are what's the the trend line from the past few games. And what's the standard deviation between those? So it tells you, um, are they truly trending? Are they just sporadic? You know, are they consistent? I look for a lot of consistency. I'd rather have a player that's going to give me 10 points every week than 15 points every three weeks, you know? So that's the kind of stuff that I'm looking for, the stuff I'm hoping to tell people. And then uh, on both ends of the spectrum, you'll always see the really high slopes, you know, whether they're low, you know, they're, they're trending down pretty bad, they're trending up pretty high. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of information there, and it just spits it all out and throws it at you. So um, the, the next few articles I'm going to write are going to be different positions and what players coming out of last season are showing, you know, trending up. What are our streamers? What are our sleepers? Uh, you know, some of those trending up guys averaged three points last year. So those are the kind of guys that people are sleeping on. But, you know, they ended the season pretty nicely. Awesome.
4: Yeah. So if anyone wants to go check out, your information, your model. It's pretty awesome, but you can find it on ballblastfootball.com. We're so excited to have you join the team. Um, I don't like your answer to this question and I kind of want to kick you off the team. It's fine, but I'm obviously going Drake here. Uh, With Drake, you're going to get the targets, which you're not going to get with Mixon, and you're going to get He's on a better team that's going to score more. I'm not trusting a rookie quarterback to come in and just change the entire franchise in one second. And all of a sudden, they're going to be a great offense. So I'm going to take the guy that's going to be used a ton without David Johnson there at all. And you said like David Johnson wasn't, you know, being used much, but he was still scoring the same amount of fantasy points. But I think he wasn't being used as much because he was straight up garbage on the ground. So, I mean, how much do you want to destroy your team by playing them too much? He was really bad, so I, I'm I'm clearly going to take Drake. I'm also taking Drake, but not it,
2: it's not like a knock on Joe Mixon right here. So this is where I look at their ADP, and like I touched on it a little bit in this week's podcast. I said like the goal of fantasy football, like in your redraft league or wherever, it, the goal is always to outperform or at least meet your average draft price. Like that's that's the goal. And Joe Mixon, I think his ceiling is
4: right where he's being drafted. So what I did want to bring up, because someone said Drake has never handled the full workload. Can he sustain it? Well, what's good news is that we've never seen Drake with a full workload, (laughs) right? So he still has this opportunity to be a great fantasy option we saw in a short period of time. But Mixon, we've already seen him have 300 touches multiple times. And he's not a top Seven running backs, not even the top nine running back in fantasy. So I'm just not sure what's changing all of a sudden. Baker. He always gets the carries. Drake
3: is actually going to get them next year. Go ahead, Corey. What are the dog's thoughts?
1: Uh,
4: he says I agree with mommy. I always agree with mommy. All right, cool. Yeah. His his name's Baker. For those who do not know. Oh, yeah. no, there you go. All
1: right. uh,
2: we took him to the park and we threw a tennis ball for about an hour to right before this
4: to try to, get him to calm, calm him down. All right, let's go to the next question. If you can handle that,
2: I can handle that. All right, let's let's move on oh. next. Um, so this is another one. So uh, I talked about Austin Eckler this week on our podcast, but he's a guy that I'm not too hot on. Miles Sanders, uh, they're two, they're two like automatic receiving weapons, but both of them have
4: enough question marks. Who are you got? Corey, we'll start with you. Running back 11 or running back 12? They're both on the board. Who are you uh, taking? Um,
3: the redraft, I don't know. This is very hard. This seems like a perfect comparison compared to the Mixon and Drake. In my, <laughs> my heart says one thing, but my head's saying another. I'm going to go with Austin Eckler.
2: Okay. Hey. Wait, which, which one
3: said that? Your heart or your head? Uh, My head. Okay. My heart wants Miles Sanders, um, but for some reason I'm gonna go with Eckler. Uh, no real good thing, but I just believe that in that offense, Eckler is going to be used. Obviously, Sanders will. I don't like that Brooks just went down with the Achilles thing. I don't know how much that changes or not. Uh, for some reason, I'm just going with with Eckler. Like really, no good analysis. Just I just think it's going to be a better choice. Okay, Mike.
0: Um, I have to go with Miles Sanders. This one's actually pretty easy for me. I, like you, Kate, Michelle, am actually very down on Eckler. I've gotten a lot of flack on Twitter for it. Um, But this is a completely different offense. If you're basing your expectations of Eckler off of last year, it is a wholly different situation in L.A. this year. Uh, The switch from Rivers to Tyrod Taylor is just night and day. I mean, it's not even the same offense. Anthony Lynn also said, that you know they they really haven't had a chance to implement the offense that they've wanted to run with Philip Rivers. I know he finished fourth in the league in passing last year. I know that they put up a lot of points, um, but I just think that uh, you know Philip Rivers there is he's number two over the past decade in terms of those who uh, target the running back position the most. So I just don't see Eckler getting the same amount of targets that he did last year. Um, you know, and everyone's talking about how Joshua Kelly was drafted. But everyone's still forgetting about Justin Jackson, who's there as well. I don't think that Eckler is suddenly going to become this 15 to 20 carry guy. He's also someone who 3% or less than 3% of his career carries have even gone for touchdowns. Especially in that offense this year, which I expect to be worse. I think his touch- touchdown upside goes down even more. You're also then not even considering the fact that there's going to be another quarterback change at some point to Justin Herbert, likely. So that offense is just way too much of a mess for me. And yes, there are questions with Sanders, too. I am not one of those super big Sanders truthers. But this is a guy who, uh, from Week 12 on last year, didn't get any less than five targets uh, in each of those games. Uh, He's someone who was averaging well over... Uh, five yards a carry in a lot of those games as well. Um, he was a very effective runner uh, at was Penn State, I believe, um, when he was in, in, in college. Uh, I think he was behind Saquon. So uh, he's just got the better pedigree, too. He's a, he's a running back that, uh, you know, I can actually trust, I think, this year as an RB1. Whereas Eckler, I think he'd be lucky to get high-end RB2 numbers. I think people are just, you know, fooling themselves if they think that Eckler is going to repeat what he did last year.
4: All right, all right, I like it. Who so? Who's drinking with us right now?
0: I need to go run and grab a beer.
4: Oh, yeah, are <laughs> turn? But okay, so I'll go until he comes back. I was going to, you know, cheers with everyone. But three one two. What
3: is
2: that? Ooh, three oh, one two. Three. Yeah, that's Silent Chicago. It's
3: urban wheat. That's Okay, it's like my classic. song. Yeah, sorry
0: about
4: that. Jake, what'd you get? Okay, <laughs> Eckler or Miles Sanders. Oh, I wanted to cheers with you guys. Put up your water, Mike,
0: if you have it. <laughs> Some high quality H two O right
4: here.
0: It's a Sam Adams glass, at least. Okay. So at least Cheers! Cheers. Cheers! To the Ball glass crew. We're so excited
2: to have you guys, for real. Um, where wow, so- <laughs>
0: yeah. is Someone turn off. I'm going to blow it up, man. Woo!
1: Yeah, who's that popular? So yeah, that's that's that really
0: new, and I
1: don't know how to turn that off. This is I not my laptop. It's
4: Jake. Right? He's an oh, it's on your laptop. That makes
1: more sense. All right. Jake, go. Eckler
4: yeah. or Sanders, uh, running back 11-12, who are you taking?
1: I think I think it's a lot closer in a half PPR league than a full PPR. I think in a full PPR league, I don't know how to top, stop that. First <laughs> <laughs> <There's
3: two laughs> off, um, of
1: so how, how are you getting all those notifications? This is your laptop, and she's apparently very popular. My uh, wife's laptop, and...
3: Another one. <laughs> I can't even... <laughs> right.
1: All right. So, in, in the half PPR leagues, I think <laughs> I would take Miles Sanders. Oh, call
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> it. All right. Uh, next question.
1: Are you guys- there has to be a way to stop this, right? Uh, okay.
3: You
4: figure yeah. out how to stop that. Put yourself on mute. Figure out a way to stop it. I'm going to answer <laughs> the question. You
1: I'm got through. it.
4: i come back <laughs> to it. So I'm going with Miles Sanders. I actually am not super high in either of these guys. I do have Sanders as my running back twelve in my rankings. just because I expect him to get so many targets, especially with the Elshon Jeffrey news. I expect him to be on the P, the pup you call it pup, P, whatever uh, for the first six weeks. And Can you enunciate the new more pee Just sounded like he said <laughs> Please don't. Do uh, so I expect him to be heavily involved in the passing game, just like he was last year. I think it'll take some time for Jalen Rager to come up to speed and be super used. And we don't know if we can trust Sean Jackson at his age. So I'm gonna go with Miles Sanders here. He really doesn't have anyone to compete with with attempts uh unless they sign a vet. I I think Michael Warren will be more involved than we expect, but who knows? But yeah,
2: uh, I will also go with Sanders, and it's this is actually a super hard question for me because I'm not a huge Miles Sanders fan, I, and it's not to do with like his metrics. It's it's nothing to do with that. It's like watching him play. I was as excited watching Boston Scott in the same offense. I don't want to be as excited watching Boston Scott play as I am Miles Sanders, like. I, I expect more. I want there to be a bigger difference between your starting running back who everybody is drafting as like your top capital guy versus the the guy Boston's got off from his couch or wherever the heck he came from last year. This isn't actually a, a Miles Sanders hate. Uh yeah.
3: but who
4: are you picking? Please I think it's <laughs> oh, my, oh my goodness, she was just sleep
2: so um, going. It, so it's not even that I like him, it's that I don't like It's Austin clearly Eckler. that you
4: just like Boston Scott. I mean that was her whole point.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's that I don't like Austin Eckler. I think that uh so I looked at the uh you know offense with the Bills with Tyrod Taylor and I think the most targets that LaShawn McCoy had seen was like seventy-eight. I think Austin Eckler is going to need more than 78 targets to be uh, fantasy relevant, or at least perform near his draft cost. Jake, is is
4: is your computer ready
0: yet? Ah.
3: Not only did he
4: mute the notifications, he muted himself. It's okay. We'll move on. Can I comment on Boston
1: Scott real quick? What'd you say? Can, I I, can I, I, I? I made it. Oh, <laughs> All right. made it. them real quick. So I will say real quick before I even give. I, I was listening the whole time. Uh, okay. I will say Boston Scott was. If if he was a relevant running back, he was high on the uh, the trending, and he is talented. I know he's just you know like you said he's seems like he came out of someone's backyard, but he he was doing well. Um, but in terms of the Austin Eckler, Miles Sanders debate. I think that I like Austin Eckler, Miles Sanders. Um, I I just like his, you know, he was targeted a lot. I understand that um, Philip Rivers throws a lot to his running backs, but at the same time, I mean, young quarterbacks do the same oftentimes. So I'm, I'm interested to see what Austin Eckler can continue. He's very talented. He can make people miss. He's good in open space. I mean, if he can get those five targets – that you were talking about, you know, and that's not crazy in the NFL for a running back to see that. So uh, I like him over Miles Sanders in redraft, but I like Miles Sanders very, very clearly in Dynasty. I'm just curious to see how he handles everything this year.
2: Okay. So what do you guys think like, I put the over-under at, like, four games before we see Justin Herbert, are you taking the over or the under there?
0: Over. You're not under. I'm going to take the... Over, I say by week six, but I yeah. just want to kind of comment on Taylor and Herbert for a second too. So yeah, obviously he's Eckler's not going to receive the same amount of targets as he did with Phillip Rivers. I think everyone knows that Phillip Rivers loves running, throwing to the running back. But one thing that Rivers also can't do is move and Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert certainly can so there's also going to be a lot less of the need for them to check down and a lot more of those targets that Eckler probably would have gotten could turn into scramble plays or run plays as well and if you look at Miles Sanders he was getting five targets no matter what and I just I want to say I love Boston Scott there's actually a running joke in my dynasty league right now I have dropped and picked Boston Scott up three different times this offseason. Just picking him back up again the other day. I do think he's very talented, but you also have to remember that Miles Sanders was actually playing through a bit of an injury at the end of last season too. Um, So Scott got a lot more shine than he may have uh, normally. I do think Scott's going to have a role, but I also think that... um, you know, behind Scott, I'm not worried about Corey Clement. Yes, they could go out and get another running back, but I just think that there are two running backs that Eckler needs to worry about uh, compared to just one for Sanders. So um, Sanders. that's not the reason I'm taking him. And
4: they, and they took Joshua Kelly with their second pick. I mean, it wasn't until the fourth round, but it was their second pick of the draft. So I think they might be using him more than we expect. I, I still think Eckler will be heavily involved. I still, I think I have him as, like, my running back 16. Like, I still like him. It's just it's yeah, he's it's a little bit high right now, and I think his targets go down by a significant amount. So I, I'm going with Sanders. All right. I, I think Baker's
2: stealing my spot. Yeah. He's Baker's my
4: that. date. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're moving on here. We're talking about quarterbacks. So a lot of us, I'm sure, go with the late round quarterback trend, right? Maybe you don't. Yep. That's okay. Yep. So we're looking like in the late rounds here. We're waiting really late, like one of the last yeah. rounds. So, so we have we have two quarterbacks here going into their second year. One is getting a lot of hype, and one's not, really. Would you go with quarterback 24 ADP, Drew Locke, with all of his weapons that he has? Or are you going with Gardner Minshew, quarterback 28? He really only has DJ Shark and Cornette and maybe LaVisca. So who are you going with, Corey? Which,
3: which one? Uh I think this is an easy one. I do not. Well, I do on one way. I want to hear your way. Gardner you? Minchu. Mm-hmm. All right, Super okay. easy. Uh isn't
4: it weird that they're ADPs like this then? Why is Gardner going after?
2: Gardner's going after because uh, people are obsessed uh, with luck.
3: Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I, do. I don't know. I mean the dude finished what like a couple points behind Kyle Murray or whatever. So I just love the upside, rushing upside, obviously. I'm sure Mike wants to touch on that a lot. Uh, <laughs> I saw a little bit crazy. I think he wanted to go first. Oh uh, I like I'm all
0: about this well. one.
3: I mean, it's kind of funny because in our league I took Locke over Minshew, I guess, but in redraft I will take Minshew at the price more so, if that's what we're working with here. Locke I guess I'll take in Dynasty just because I believe in those weapons around them, not Judy. Uh, But Minshew, solid running upside with those receivers ready to come. So I'm excited to see at that price I'll definitely take over Drew Locke. Okay.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm taking Mitchu over Locke at any price, any day, any time, every time. I I, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't get the Drew Locke hype. I do not understand it. Like, Michelle, you brought it up on the show. In four or five games last year, he passed for 208 yards or less. Less. He yeah. barely he, – he didn't even break 200 yards in three of those games. 200. That's, that's <laughs> unbelievable, and like I don't understand. I liked his arm talent at Mizzou. I think that he has the talent, and everyone is looking at the fact that they added Judy, even KJ Hamler. There, they got Noah Fan, of course. They got Sutton. They added Gordon. He has to be good. The, the only game where he actually looked good was against the Houston Texans last year at the end of the year, and their defense was horrendous. So I just, it, it's it. This is so easy for me because I just so don't understand. At all the hype of Locke, and I also don't understand how Gardner Vinci is going ten spots lower than what he was averaging last year. He was a top eighteen quarterback in terms of points per game, and he only started fourteen games. And yes, I do want to talk about oh, and, I, love and that. I just it's like you know I I wrote an article a few weeks ago as well about rushing upside and how those seventy uh, percent of those who hit three hundred rushing yards in a season typically end up being a QB one. Uh, Gardner Minshew hit that mark, and Gardner Minshew could actually has a chance for even more this year if he starts two more games that you know Foles shouldn't have started last year ahead of him. So uh, he also didn't have any rushing touchdowns. So I mean that has to change. There has to be some positive TD regression for him on the ground. I also think that you know the Jaguars added a few more weapons. DJ Chark, I know Michelle, uh, one of her favorites. You know, I'm not trying to just butter you up here, but it's true. I think he's going to be better. He's not hurt anymore. I, I don't mean to just ramble and go on, but this is so easily guarded. <laughs> not even close for me.
4: Jake, do, like do you like Locke? Like, let it, like what, what side you got here?
1: I'm definitely also Mun's, uh, Mustache Minshew here. Woo! Okay. I, uh, harder quarterback to go against it. I I just – I mean, I agree. Like, I, I just don't – I don't know why you draft Drew Locke, you know? Like, I – I just don't get it either. Um, in, in the the next article I'm writing, I'm talking about Noah Fant, and I just can't see <laughs> Noah Fant as a viable option because of his weapon at quarterback. Like I just I, I don't like him, and he's going really uh, he's going really low high. Uh, he's going really early. in the same way, and I, I just I just don't see it. I mean, Gunnar Minshew is uh, definitely my answer here.
4: Yeah, I'm totally with you there with Fant, like. Love the talent. I'm really excited to own him in Dynasty, but I don't think he's a guy that I can draft even late Mm -hmm. for for a tight end for just 2020 because looking at his targets that he got with Locke were so bad. And you could do the same thing with Sutton, though. Like Sutton with Locke was not good. He was not getting the targets he was getting with Flacco. Everyone in that offense went down. Even the running backs, they weren't getting the same amount of targets. Their targets, like, decreased by a big chunk, both uh, Freeman and Lindsey. So that makes me a little bit worried about Malcolm Gordon. People might be excited about him, and but I think he's going to have to split carries. And Locke wasn't
1: targeting his running backs because there
4: wasn't enough targets to go around. He doesn't. I mean, he wasn't doing anything.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know. Fant ended up doing pretty well overall in terms of like total points he got that year, but most of it was just in two games. You know, it's yeah. one of those things. Two If you don't. You, you, you can draft and be like, oh, I got this many points. It's like, yeah, but that was like 17 points and 18 points in two games. The rest of the games was like four points, five points. It's yeah, just, yeah. It, It's hard to go with that because he's not seeing the targets.
4: I'm clearly Garner Minchu here, so I won't take up too much time with that so we can get to more questions. Uh, the rushing ability, A, is just going to win over Locke uh, immediately because Minshew scrambles and gets rushing yards. whole Lock doesn't. So that's pretty much determines it for me I think I would pick Gardner Minshew over a lot of quarterbacks I think people will be surprised about like I would choose him over Baker Mayfield easily um over a- any of the any of the just throwing like mo- non-mobile quarterbacks that just stand in the pocket that are like Matt Ryan like uh, I don't know that one's really iffy but like the Rivers the Baker help me out here Tom Brady no okay this isn't working
0: this isn't working.
4: Nicole.
0: <laughs> hey, I, I also want to point out right now too some of the guys that are going after Drew Locke. So I, I, I like Jake said, he's like I, I kind of don't want Drew Locke at all. I just think that there are so many late round guys that have much more upside. And even if you want to talk about the rushing upside. Drew Locke doesn't even have that. I mean, even if he was a guy who could scramble, he could. But he had 72 yards on the ground in five games. So he doesn't even have that rushing upside that you could say, well, maybe if this happens. But you got guys like Joe Burrow, Sam Darnold, Teddy Bridgewater, Derek Carr all going after Locke. And again, I understand if it's Dynasty, you say, well, maybe with these weapons, he develops some chemistry. Maybe Judy unlocks his potential and they become – here's another hot take for you. I do think that Judy outproduces Cortland Sutton this year. So there's
3: – But anyway,
0: that's for another day. That will have
2: to be one of your next
0: articles. That's a, it's a spicy one. But I, there's just – there's so many guys you can take a chance on um, instead of Locke. No,
4: I don't like any of those guys you named either. And the only way I would wait this long is because I knew I could take Gardner Minshew and that's the only reason. If not, I think the best value in this draft is clearly Josh Allen because he's a top five fantasy quarterback and no one respects him as that. He's going – like, I don't enjoy taking a quarterback early, but he's not even going early for what he provides you. So I think he's still a great steal. All right, let's move on here. Wait, Uh, can I just
2: give you guys my theory?
4: What's your theory? Drew
2: Locke is only hyped because of that video where he's rapping. (laughs) That's why everybody is drafting him here. That's literally the only – I think it's only because of the Houston game. Nope,
4: it's because of the rap video. Take out the Houston game and no one even is talking about him. Nope, he seems like
0: a great right. guy. He's out there, you know, supporting the, the you know the protests and everything as well, but uh let's let's not let that skew He has like, an adorable <laughs> face.
4: He's yeah. yeah. he an adorable face. <laughs>
0: We're moving on.
4: These two guys are not the sexiest of picks, right? They're the kind of people that no one talks about, but it's fun. Adam Thielen was hurt all last year. He really disappointed people. He's a wide receiver 14 still in ADP. I was actually shock, shocked by that. Um, that's higher than I thought he would be going. And then you have Cooper Cup, who succeeded greatly for the first half of the season and then kind of fell off the face of the earth the second half. He's a wide receiver 15. You're on the clock. You have to choose between these two and these two only. Who are you taking, Corey? I'm
3: going to go with Thielen on this one. It just seems like the safer pick to me. Maybe Goff has a better year. I know he had a, a really down year last year in that offense and it's entirely trouble because of it. Maybe it was because of McVay and his play calling. I think Taylor will be a safe pick, especially with Biggs gone and then Jefferson, the only one really coming in to compete with him. Who knows what the training camp OTAs are going to be like for Jefferson and to see how long it'll acclimate him to the NFL. I don't know, does Dalvin Cook sign? If not, uh, You know, maybe that means more for Thielen. It'll be harder to get Cook involved in the passing game if he's not there. Rudolph and Irv Smith are dope. But I think the only real, real threat is Thielen there. And I just think it's a little safer pick versus Cuff given the uncertainty of that offense. But we know what the offense can do with the Clicks. And it seems like Cuff could be a very good pick. But I think Thielen, for me, is just the safe go-to pick for Greenback. All right. How
2: about you, Mike?
0: Um, I got to go Thielen as well. Uh, I think what you have to do is you got to look at you know, it's, what have you done for lately? What are we doing in, in 2020? Just like with Eckler. Let's not just specifically look at last year. Um, and for Cup, it was interesting. It was kind of a tale of two seasons for him. Because if you look at how he started off, he was unbelievable. I mean, I had him on one of my teams, and he was putting up consistently over 100 yards, pretty much touchdown every game, uh, that 220-yard game in Week 8 against Cincinnati. Um, But if you look from week 10 on, including week 10, where he had four targets and zero yards and no catches um, from week 10 on, he had one game over 65 yards. And and one thing that um, everyone keeps bringing up with the Rams was the big switch last year where they started running more 12 personnel. Uh, For those who don't know what that means, it means that they started using two tight ends. Once Gerald Everett came back, we saw what that did for Tyler Higbee. But you also got to look what it did at Cooper Cup, And the reason why I'm taking Thielen is because he's the number one in that offense. After the scheme switch, Robert Woods was the number one in that offense for the Rams. He averaged 11.3 targets per game over the last six weeks. He was on fire. Um, and Cup clearly became the number two. Um, I do think that he, the, the touchdown upside is still there with him. Got, um, got, got Goff <laughs> obviously likes him, but Thielen's the number one target there. I also think that Thielen was really slowed by injuries last season, and you know he didn't look as good as he normally does. He's proven that he is an elite receiver in this league, and I'm always going to go with the guy who's the clear cut number one over someone who's not.
2: All right, well, I
1: get Jake. Jake, can you mix it up here? Uh, Probably can't. I'll say. I mean, two years ago, Thielen was wide receiver one. I mean, in the league, right? I mean, he got the most points across the league. And without Diggs there now, I he, he's such a clear cut number one receiver there that, and he's also very talented too. You know, just because he's number one receiver doesn't mean he's re- he's not very talented. Some teams have those, but I mean he catches everything. You know, I mean he he contests everything. He's he's just a phenomenal receiver, and now he's the clear cut number one. I know that people are saying that without Diggs there, he's gonna have the you know the number one corner on him, but I think that Jefferson's good enough that. He's going to keep Thielen where he was, and that it's not going to be. I think he's going to have a great season this season if he can stay healthy.
4: And was the number one quarter not always on Thielen? Like he was always the better wide receiver in my eyes. I don't. Yeah,
1: know. yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what I'm saying. If he wasn't hurt last year, he might have been a top five receiver. I mean, it. He, like he
4: was there before. He was fantastic. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I just think it's so clear, and with uh, Rob Woods is I, so talented too that. Super not going to see the volume that Teelon's going to see.
3: Yeah, I agree. Corey, you had something. Yeah, uh, something that I just kind of noticed. <laughs> Jake, what's up with that phone?
1: You like that? It's a Ooh. it's an intercom. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> actually an intercom. I love it.
3: <laughs> what are you talking about, Jake's yeah. phone? Look at that. It's dude. a landmark. It's a landmark. No, oh it's Jake's <laughs> upstairs. What's yeah. a landline? Yeah,
0: For all you okay. kids listening, a <laughs> landline is where the phone used to be attached to the wall. And yeah, I, I, really I
2: <laughs> Have you guys ever seen the video of, um, like, they, they set down a rotary phone, set up a YouTube camera, and then... Have kids try, like, they hand a kid a phone number and they're like, dial this phone. Oh, no, no, that's not um, it is a disaster. It is a colossal disaster, and it is one of the best things I've ever seen. They're literally like stabbing the phone with their fit. Like,
4: they have no idea that, like, they're pressing the phone. I don't actually know if I would know how to do it, so I can't really. Make, yeah, I can't make
3: it. Yeah, no, I'm
4: trying <laughs> to figure it out. I, like, I, you know, actually, I think you go with the number and you go, the, yeah, so I think it's. A all right, I'm going to try to do a harder one. And if it's not harder, I don't know what to tell you. We did not give our answer. We would both say "Feeling." I want to get to more answers that's not feeling. You guys give, gave great answers. We would say all the same things. Um, so hopefully we have different opinions here. We have Dak Prescott, quarterback three, ADP, versus Kyler Murray, quarterback five, ADP. But I've seen Kyler Murray often go as a three. So I feel like it's closer um, than the ADP shows right here. So who are you guys going with? You want to go the opposite way? You want to start with Jake? Yeah, Jake, it's about time
1: you have your voice. Yeah, time. yeah. I mean, I I don't like Kyler Murray as much as most people like Kyler Murray. I don't think he's not talented. I just don't. I mean, even last year he was going really low. I mean, Dak is – Is that a short joke? He, what was that? Is that a short joke? Nope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like Dak. I mean, let's let's ignore his current – whatever you want to call it, you know, negotiations. But I think that Dak is going to, he's going to perform. I mean, you you can rely on him. He's going to be there for a long time. He's renegotiating contracts. If we're talking dynasty versus redraft, I think there's just such a higher upside. Maybe his ceiling isn't as high, but his floor is way, way higher than Kyler Murray's in my opinion. I mean, yeah, he he can run, he can throw. He's got great weapons. He's got a great running back to, you know, keep variety in the offense. Yep. You know, that, that
4: might be a, there might be a dig on
0: uh Drake, but yeah, that's hey. my- <laughs> uh, uh, Mike? Um, it's really interesting that you asked this question. Uh, shout out to my guy, Jacob Vines, uh, on Twitter. I don't know if he's uh, tuned in or not, but you can follow him at jsnake underscore DFF. Um, he's a, a big uh, guy in the community, and he just put up a poll that asked people who would they rather have uh, in 2020, Dak or Kyler. Um, and over 60% said Kyler, and it blew my mind. Because uh, speaking of late quarterback value, I just want to touch upon that. In redraft, especially in 1QB leagues, don't take a quarterback before, like, round 10 or 11. You don't need to. Last year, I got Dak Prescott in the 13th round. Um mm-hmm. And needless to say, I won my league. So, I mean. I I had
4: that ranked as my quarterback 10 last year. And you should go back and look at the comments. People were telling me that I was just just seeking attention. I'm being an attention seeker and like all the stuff. And I'm like, dude, like he's always been a top 10
0: fantasy
4: quarterback. This is like brand new information. then he blew up and no one, no one apologizes after that. I'm like, I hate you all. I hate you all.
0: Of course, not, but that's the thing. He is he has consistently been a top guy ever since he's been in the league. And I mean, Jake said it perfectly the floor with Kyler is so much lower than it is with Dak. Well, how can you say that? Kyler was a top, I think he was what the, the number five uh, last year. And uh, the reason why, of course, is that rushing upside. And uh, he and Allen, interesting enough, both only threw 20 touchdowns. So it just goes to show you how much of a cheat code that rushing could be. Um, But I do think, especially with them investing in DeAndre Hopkins, that they're going to try to make him throw more. And we haven't necessarily seen him need to do that um, as much in the NFL. We've seen it with Dak. Um, Dak is also someone... Can run the ball. Dak had 277 rushing yards last year, so you actually do get some decent rushing upside with Dak too. In addition to way more passing volume, um, more yards, and passing touchdowns too. So, especially in six-point TD leagues, this has to be Dak Prescott, um, and and Mike McCarthy coming in there now as someone who loves to chuck the ball. So, I think they're going to throw it even more than they did last year. Um, So, yeah, I I mean, maybe four-point touchdown leagues, this is closer. But in anything six or above, this is so Dak. Definitely Dak.
3: Okay. I think that's a good distinction to make. Corey? Well, uh, you guys, we're looking for variety. (laughs) So, I'm still going with Dak. We really love Kyler,
1: though. I know you love Kyler. I
3: love Kyler. I mean, if we're speaking redraft, uh, I'll go Dak. I am a big Kyler fan for what the potential could be, which would be obviously similar as Mike mentioned that he threw more. I think it was 40, 50 more passes. I think Kyler had four, 543, and Dak was about 586 or 596, I think. Um, But the weapons there, I think Cooper, Gallup, and Lamb are obviously way better than Hopkins, Kirk, and Fitzgerald. I'm a big Kirk believer. I love Kirk. Um, but I still That's think, your boy. Yeah, I know. But, you know, the Cowboys <laughs> have better people around them, even Jarwin at tight end. And who could forget Zeke in the line and probably the defense? And with McCarthy coming in over the 13 years there in Green Bay, he was out of those 13 years, he had the 11 and a half most passing attempts over those 13 years with his quarterback. So I could only see Dak going up. So hopefully he resigns. If not, then what a waste of a pick if he holds out or anything. But, if he does sign, I think Dak's the easy answer.
2: I think they have to sign Dak, right? Like, yeah. you already haven't him. paid him any money. Like, it's not like you got him in the top ten and you've already paid him all this cash. You've already had his discount. Give him a goddamn paycheck. I hate this argument on Twitter. I hate that people are, are like, chastising Dak Prescott for, for wanting more money when – He's been to the playoffs, what, two out of three years? And he uh, has been paid, like, less than backup money?
1: I mean, the Even Cowboys have not handled negotiations like this well in the past couple of years. Everyone knows that. Well,
0: another thing you got to think of, too, was Dak was a fourth-round pick. It's not like he was getting that first-round money. Yeah. So right, right, yeah. like a first-round talent, but he didn't get that, that guaranteed money that a guys that are drafted ahead of him so that's really getting lost in the conversation too is Dak should have made way more money mm-hmm. at this point in his career um as as most others who produce like he does so that that's you know you can't forget that either the guy deserves to get paid and get yeah.
1: paid I yeah. feel like so, like
0: one million dollars a year or something's all he's gotten yeah it's, it's ridiculous <laughs> that, yeah. I,
4: I, I was going to say I really really like Kyler Murray but your hopes for Kyler Murray is that he can be as good as Dak like That's your hope. So, uh, and and I see a lot of people put Kyler Murray as their quarterback three. I've seen people put him as their quarterback one. People are actually saying out there, like, I've seen this multiple, multiple times, that they would rather have Murray than Lamar Jackson, which is wild Uh because that's just you hoping for what what Lamar Jackson already did. I feel like Murray is Lamar Jackson's floor. That is wild. What? You would rather have Murray than Lamar Jackson?
0: I'm going Mahomes, Dak, and then Lamar. I, I put something, up, and this is a whole different conversation. But huh. I, I think some oh, major, hard. major, major regressions coming. I agree with uh, that for Lamar. He's I still
3: going to be a. Still, great-
4: my quarterback one though. I, I actually, I, I went in thinking he was going to regress hard, and I went through all the team for like projections, and he's regressing a little bit. Like he's progre- like but regressing, but. At the same time, he was still my quarterback one. With Mahomes being like right there with him, they were super close. And then Dak was my three. So I can't hate on your rankings. I think that's fair. I thought you were going to say, though, you had Murray over Lamar, and I think
0: that would be crazy. Oh, no, absolutely not. No, it, it redraft it's, it's Mahomes, Dak, Lamar for me. Um, I think
4: that's okay. I think that's okay. I'm, I'm going with Dak here. He is the greatest weapons in the entire NFL. He's a fantastic quarterback, and he has a rushing ability, and he scores rushing touchdowns. I think it's all a great little package, and I think their defense is actually getting worse each year, which is really good for uh, fantasy quarterbacks because they have to throw more. And Mm -hmm. uh, garbage time is the best time for fantasy. Love
3: garbage time. Oh, garbage garbage. time is (laughs) the
4: best. And uh, as long as they don't trade for Jamal Adams, who is requesting a trade, I think their defense will be a
3: little bit worse. Who cares? Gallop
2: and Mike. I will take Dak and redraft. I will take. Kyler Murray in Dynasty, I think. Um, it like it pains me to say this now. A couple months ago, I took Kyler at the 102 in the Superflex League. Uh, the good game game. So, I think the ceiling's definitely there for Kyler, but I, I think he needs a little bit more time before he gets to that level while also achieving the stability of a guy like Dak Prescott, who, like, you're also building that stability into the price tag. Like, Dak is so, so thick. Never not been a top ten quarterback. So, like, even if you're drafting him as the quarterback three, if you know the differentials that small, take the upside there and, and take the, the
4: safer floor for now. Absolutely. Um, sorry. I just had a wild, wild um, message sent to me that said that Kevin Coleman and – Alvin Kamara are going to score the same amount of points in 2020. And I I can't wrap my brain around that. What? Yeah. I can't wrap my brain around that. All, <laughs> all right, let's do one more question. One more question, we'll log off. No, I want to do this one. What one, one? Yeah, this one I was gonna do. Okay. We are on the same page. All okay. right. After Kelsey and Kittle, <laughs> you can tell us if they are not your one and two. Feel free to chime in there. But I'm going to assume they're your one and two. And if not, let us know who is. You know what happens when you assume. No, I don't. Who is your tight end three for just 2020? And is it even a debate who is your tight end three? Because I have mine. I'm just wondering if this is even a debate. So, Mike, we haven't started with you first yet. Let's start with you. Then we'll go to Jake and then Corey and then us.
0: Ah, man. Um, It is a debate. It's for sure a debate. Um, but I think it's really only between two people, and I think that's Mark Andrews and Zach Ertz. Um, <laughs> people are so quick. I need to say Zach Ertz. Yeah, but Dallas Goddard, Dallas Goddard, Dallas Goddard. And I understand that Dallas Goddard's there, but for two years running, the Eagles have also run the most two tight end sets in the league. They like using their tight ends. There's enough there for both of them to eat. And target, And uh, Ertz is somebody who has has shown that he can do a lot with a lot of targets. Um, he has been one of Wentz's most um biggest go-to guys I mean just for for a couple years running now and even though Goddard's there I also with the uh questions in the receiving core uh you don't know who's gonna be you know whether it's going to be Deshaun um or Alshon if he even comes back if he's even healthy what's going on with Julian Rager um but they know at least that they can rely on Ertz and I think that that reliability and consistency would make him that Andrews is someone who I started regressing on a little bit um because I thought that his efficiency numbers were just a little too high. So part of the reason I have Lamar below deck uh, is because Lamar had that 9% touchdown rate. Andrews had 10 touchdowns that may potentially come down, but Lamar also loves thrown to the slot. So I know I'm rambling. If I had to say who's going to be the third, I'm still rolling Zach Ertz as my number right. three. Ooh, okay. I
4: can respect that. All right, Jake, who do you have as your tight end three?
0: I think I'm, and I've had Ertz,
1: Almost consistently in every one of my leagues because I was so, mean he's done me so well and I was grabbing pretty early, but, you know, after last year with Mark Andrews, I really think Mark Andrews is my answer. The, the big thing, I mean, I think that if the season stayed the same, you know, the offense to stay the same, I would be on Ertz. but with Lamar, you know, flaunting his passing ability in the off season, he's like, I'm not running as much. I'm sure he's, he understands teams know what he's doing and he says he's going to throw more and yeah, has 9% and that's going to regress. I mean, there's no way that he's going to be throwing 9% touchdowns this next year, but I think that does give Mark Andrews more targets and hopefully those touchdowns don't regress too far, or at least, you know, with those targets, he gets just as many touchdowns, but I, I like how Mark Andrews is probably going to stay where he's at or be better this year. I mean, there's so little competition in, Baltimore. That it's to me. It's Mark Andrews.
2: I actually have a question for you, Jake. So uh, the trap model. I, I know you've you've sort of built that algorithm to try to detect um, like unsustainable performances. Was there ever a time where your algorithm just broke last year? Because they're like Lamar, we can't do this anymore. Like
1: <laughs> I, I, I actually,
2: do
3: I do yeah, not I do
1: quarterbacks. I don't like quarterbacks. uh position no? like players. Because, I mean, I I feel like quarterbacks, it doesn't take uh, very much. I think that everybody has their own analysis of every quarterback every week. You know, like, I think that a human being can do it better than a computer can when you have only, you know, 32 or whatever, you know, right? I mean. really only like 15 good ones. Right. Right. So So I I felt like it wasn't really worth the effort. I I put a lot more time into refining the – You know, the hundreds of other players that actually get on the field that people forget about. You know, you you don't really have very many quarterbacks slipping under the radar. You know, it's uh, – you you see it every week, right? I mean, so – Except
0: for Gardner Minshew. Sorry.
2: You're you're definitely going to help us identify some sleepers in 2020.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I I feel like uh, Corey – can give a you know I, I know Corey pretty well that's why I'm going to throw him there you know Mike we're, we're getting to know each other but I, I feel like Corey Corey can talk about quarterbacks better than a computer can and uh, that's I'm going to stick with that I'm going to stick with what I know is working
4: I like that I like that you know what works and what doesn't and I, I appreciate that don't fix Corey. broken
2: Corey who's your tight
4: end three and are Kelsey and Kittle your tight end one and two I guess we haven't hit on that but is that everyone's one and two yeah I mean, let's be honest you know.
1: Who's your, who's everyone's number
0: one? Kelsey Am I the only one? I like Kittle. I like Kittle number one. Kelsey number one for me. I'll
2: go Kelsey. Mark Andrews He was so much more inconsistent
1: last year in fantasy than Kittle was. I mean, his, I mean, their numbers were similar, sure, but Kittle was consistently producing less. But Kelsey was giving
0: four point games here and there, you know. I don't like Kelsey, that. Kelsey also only had was it five touchdowns last year. I think he's yeah, actually he, a major.
4: He yeah, was pretty TD. low on touchdowns.
0: Yeah, I mean he plays with oh. the, the best touchdown passer in the game, so I, I think know. those are only going to go up, and he's going to be even better than he was last year. Believe it or not.
4: I agree, Corey. Did you? Who's your three?
0: Um.
3: Well, I'm glad
0: that there's been two
3: choices to really spice it up. There, as we have been here where we kind of all are agreeing with each other, and there's no controversy. I've been trying to think about a controversial take here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I'm just going to have to go with Ertz, you know, to be honest. I tried to come up with one. I couldn't give it a rationale. Ertz, I think, will do it, especially with Alshon going down now. I guess we could say what will about Samuel will do over there in San Fran. But I think with the Jones fracture, it's eight to 12 weeks, six to, yeah. eight, six to eight weeks to come back. Eleven and a half. The season starts if. Shout out to Dr. Edwin uh, over there. Fantasy points. He had a tweet. Shout out,
2: Edwin. out, he, out
3: Edwin. he had a tweet that said if he comes back, Sando comes back after ten weeks, he has a ten percent chance at refracturing it. You know, maybe since the first two games, maybe Kittle sees a little more in the beginning, but um, I'm going with Ertz again because alshon has gone. Rager with the rookie season. Uh, you know, you mentioned dart there too, which are going to be both great options. But Ertz will be the man, especially in the redraft. And there's not no doubt. I mean, who knows? Andrews could be tight end three. Ertz can be tight end three. Maybe even Cole Komet. Who knows?
4: So this girl's crazy, and Andrews is her number one. Oops.
0: I don't think it's crazy. I just so I don't, it. I don't think it's insane at all.
4: Okay, so I I am a big
2: fan of like when I'm. Statting out players, I look at, like, their historical performance, but I also think what aspects of their offense or performance, like, it might have contributed to those deviances. So, like, when you look at, at Mark Andrews' efficiency, it was off the charts. But then you also look at the fact that, you know, he was injured for most of the season. He was getting in limited reps in practice, I think, literally the whole year. Um Just various, various little injuries that kept popping up on the report, but every, almost every, like, tight end, I'm pretty sure, was ranked below him in terms of, like, the percentage of routes that they were targeted on. So, like, when he was running a route, he was targeted, like, I think 65% of the time. So they wanted to use him. Lamar Jackson wanted to use him when he was on the field. He's such a de facto number one in that offense. I just can't picture, you know, if he's able to run more routes and. I just think that if he's able to get more involved and stay on the field a little bit more, you know, we might see the efficiency technically go down, but I do think that there's going to be just as much opportunity, especially if Lamar Jackson does intend to throw more, which he said he is. Yeah.
4: I can't remember if I have Andrews as my three or my two. I know Kelsey's definitely my one. Uh, With Kittle, if he's not my two, he's going to be with the Devo news. No matter how much time he misses, I think it's going to impact him anyways. So I'm sure if Andrews was two, it would probably buy like the tiniest sliver. Um, And Kittle will go up a little bit with this news. So he's still my two. Andrews would be my two. But I want to give you a crazier one here. So my four, who could be my three if I wanted to get crazy, would be Tyler Higby. He was You wanna be me? He was the tight on one for the last yeah. quarter of the season. Yeah. With their new system, with the Rams new system in the 12 personnel, he was the the tight on one by a very large margin. It wasn't Great. even close. He had 107 points in those five games. Kelsey was number two at 84. That's a difference of twenty-three points in five games. Like that is a big difference he was a monster and you can bring up gerald everett i don't care Jared goff and gerald everett could not connect they tried all season long and every time it was like a bounce off his hands or goff totally overthrew him they did not have the connection as soon as he got hurt they gave take me more chances and goff and him just had this instant connection can we talk about the fact that gerald everett was
2: removed from the injury report prior to week 16 not listed whatsoever. Not even a questionable. Nothing. He was completely off the injury report, and I believe after uh, he played the next two games, you note know how many snaps he
3: played. Total. four. special teams. Can, he was not on the field. Yeah.
0: Can we can we also talk about the fact that before last season, um, Jared Goff and Gerald Everett played together two more seasons before where where was where was Gerald hey, Everett and why all of a sudden now he's back and he's going to prevent Tyler Higbee who went bananas at the end. of I mean, you look at those numbers, they were absurd. So Michelle, I honestly love that take. I really yeah. do. Um, anyone that's down on Higbee, I, I don't get it. I mean, you could see right. it the entire offense changed. You know, we brought up, up earlier how um, you know, cup became a different player. You know, they're using woods, you know, woods benefited, but I didn't even think of that, and now I kind of almost want to put Higby up at number three.
1: Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I, actually, uh, <laughs> I love it. I, in that in that next article I'm writing, it's already mostly written. That's why I have all this information. But I, I have Higby as I mean, he is being slept on so hard in these like early rounds. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, he I don't remember what he actually is right now in his ADP, but. It's, it's wrong. It's incorrect. I mean, he was also the most – like the model said he was the most consistent tight end, and we're talking 15 points a game, like with a standard deviation of less than one. Like it's just like crazy. He was just spitting out phenomenal numbers for like five game, four or five games in a row. I don't remember what it was exactly, but – Can I and tell you
4: the, that? The ADP difference between, let's say, an Andrews, who we're expecting to break out like all of us that we're talking about, or a Higby, they're like – they're a lot of rounds different, so – Higby's not getting the respect or you're like, there's no risk coming with Higby.
0: You, you, you guys it. have no idea. I'm looking at it right now. This, you, you're going to, you're going to want to puke. Higby yeah. is going, according to fantasy football calculator as the tight end 15 right now. He's going, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Get ready. Get ready. He's going behind OJ Howard right now. Uh, it, no, I, the I, thing I, I don't trust fantasy what? football calculator. That's
3: lately.
4: not real. No, but, well, uh,
1: is he going behind T.J. Hawkinson? Because I hate T.J. Hawkinson. Whoa,
0: is, you he's even? going before Why would you Hawkinson, after yeah. Kosicki, after Noah Fant, after Austin Hooper, who, by the way, again, guys, he's not in Atlanta anymore. It's a completely right. different situation. Austin Hooper, not he not Yeah, I don't like Austin Hooper
3: either.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm not a fan of Austin Hooper this year at all. I don't, I, I. That's another take for you. Austin Hooper will not finish as a tight end. One, you can take that to the bank. Oh, nice.
4: So, Mike, so Mike, I I used to love fantasy football Calculator. They've actually been straight up. Trash lately. Like their ADP is always terrible. But, they, they, used to be yeah, but they, need, they need to fix it. They need to fix their ADP because it's just not a thing anymore. But he is still going as a tight kind of nine, which is way too late for him. He's going after, I'm looking at Fantasy Pros, he's going after Rob Grumk. We have the normal four Kelsey, Kittle, Andrews, Ertz. Then it's Waller, Ingram, Gronk, Henry, Higby, and then Hooper and Cook and Fan right after. So that's like he's going with the Hoopers and the Cooks and the Fans. He should be going way higher than that.
2: Nope, 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 nope. That's not okay. I actually, we're doing, um, if you guys haven't seen the FC Eliminators, um, they're run by John Bosch, and they, they go to, um, you know, raise money for fantasy cares. So we're, we're heading up a couple of best ball leagues over there. I took, it's a tight end premium. I took Tyler Higby in the fourth round. And oh. I will actually say, I was very nervous about that pick, but I believed in the pick. And nobody gave me shit. Not a single thing.
4: You don't opinion. think you would have got there in the fifth? No. Okay. No. Uh, SK8Lex1 said Ingram. And I think that's a really good pick if you stayed healthy.
1: Right. I'm
4: afraid. Yeah. I'm, being, I'm being hypocritical because I have Connor really? as a top seven running back. And it's only if he stays healthy, right? So I, I like this pick. I think if Ingram stays healthy, he gets so many targets. He's so talented. I don't know if the touchdowns will ever be there for him. But I like Daniel Jones. We'll see, Angie. You know what's up, girl. Angie said, "You got guy. a
0: lot of you got a lot of competition in New York, though. That's the only thing. I mean, you got those three receivers that's right that. there who all finished within three targets of each other. You know, and Golden Tate was second on the team in touchdowns in only eleven games. And what could what, what's going to happen with him for a full season? Saquon Barkley is also someone who had ninety-two catches as a rookie before he got hurt, so he's going to get the ball. So, as talented as Ingram is, and yes, as much as I think he was slowed by injuries, there's a Lot of competition for targets there for Ingram, and that's why I'm da- more down on him than a lot of others right now. So
4: yeah, and I think Brandon Cooks being gone and Gurley, like I think Gurley being gone is really being underestimated. Maybe Acres can be used in the passing game just as much, but that's a risk, right? Like, is he as good as Gurley just right off the bat? Or since, like, since Gurley's been gone, <laughs> like, I, I, I don't do
3: like,
4: so I, I expect I expect Higby to go off again. But all right, so that's it for us. Thank you so much for joining us today. Everybody,
2: say, let's go uh, clockwise again. Corey, or right, just right. So you can find you yeah. on
4: Twitter. And, From- uh,
3: yeah. uh, Twitter, uh, C.FF.
0: Again, C.D.O.T.F. Nice. And I'm uh, Fantasy Mike at Fantasy Mike BBF. Uh, that's where you can find me. Nice. All right.
1: And uh, I'm Jake. I'm at FF underscore trendy.
2: And you are at going to be tweeting more.
1: <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: I have a long list of people I want to talk about and it's not gonna happen. So I'm trying to weed out and then just make those into tweets.
4: Love it. All right, we're gonna end the broadcast. Feel free to stay on for a second if you want to. We can talk in the back end. Uh, bye guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Everybody check out ballblastfootball.com to see these amazing guys work. Woo woo.
0: Hi everybody!